It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, welcome back to Beyond the Building. I'm Debbie Kiever, Laura Pereno. We are here, Laura, here we are in October. I cannot believe that we have turned the corner into fall, uh, but I must say I'm happy with pumpkin everything. I know I'm uh, there are going to be haters of pumpkins and lovers of pumpkins, but I am definitely one that likes pumpkin in most of what I eat and drink in the fall. How about you? Are you oh pumpkin? Or are you are Bring you anti-pumpkin? No, no, no. All the way. All the way. <laughs> oh, I love it. I look forward to it. Well, we are in a new series. And actually, um, this month, the title of our series is called God Says. There's so many things in the word of God where God has said powerful words to us. We read it in his word. We read, we hear his Holy spirit speaking to us. He speaks so loudly to his children through creation, but you know, we don't get to pick and choose which of his statements we get to listen to. We we can hear all of them, but do you ever feel like um, you're selective and what you want to hear and what you want to obey and pay attention Mm. to. And yet with God, all of it is important. Absolutely. I remember, Deb, when this uh, dropped on our hearts, you know, that God says and how this was going to be a a podcast series. I remember I was walking at the park and I'm pretty sure you were down working on your project at the beach. And we were talking about things that are going on in our lives. And uh, you and I love to talk about God's word anyway, but it was just one of those moments where I felt like we were both reminding each other about what God says about the things that we were going through. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like, okay, uh, this is just too right there in front of us. God has given this, like we need a podcast series, God says, and we're just going to pick out, you know, we started with four, right? We're just going to pick out four powerful things that God says in his word. And then it was like, oh, four not is enough. not enough, <laughs> right? <laughs> and yeah. honestly, we could go on and on and on, but we're just going to do the month of October and November here. Uh, we could not fit all the things that God says into one month. And so we're excited to see as we really open up God's word, how he even speaks to us again through airing the or taping these podcasts and how he speaks to our listeners out there. So I think this concept of God says is going to speak to each one of us in the places that we are in different ways, because he just loves us and speaks so personally to us. You know, I don't know if our listeners are aware of this, but we typically have four podcasts in a month and you pray into two of them and and you write out um, what's on your heart. And we record, you know, from thoughts that come from your quiet time and same with me. So I, I remember when we just said, well, let's just see what God says to you. And let's see what God says to me. And I am smiling, Laura, because as we look at the four topics for this month, yours definitely have this tender, encouraging theme of like his presence and mine have this common theme of get up and move and don't run out of my presence. All right. I'm thinking that mine kind of have a pumpkin spice theme. Yeah. And yours might just have cold brew Deb straight up. That's right. <laughs> There you go, straight up. Oh, we're not going to tell oh, yeah. you which week is which, which week is which. So you're going to have to just take a chance. But I think we'll some, be able to figure it out. You know, sometimes you need that. Sometimes mm-hmm, you need mm-hmm. that really. Inc- and God is always, when he's giving you the cold brew style, it's always coming from love. It's mm. always done in love from a heart of love because he loves you. But sometimes you just need to hear a clear direction from the father. 
And, and that's where we're going today. You know, today's podcast, it's called Time to Move. Get, get on with it, Debbie. Time to move. Now, this is the wrong expression to use, um, but I think all of us have about God, but we've used it about maybe our parents or something in the past. Uh, sometimes you just need a kick in the pants, right? Now, that's not consistent with the heart of God or the character, but you know what I'm saying? God says, girlfriend, it's time to move. Like, you know, let's, if I, if I can just picture myself as a mother, I'd start clapping my hands and yes. like, Come on, let's, let's get out the door. You know, I feel like God, God has had to speak to me over my experiences. Debbie, you need to just stop dawdling and get going. Absolutely. I, I hear you, Deb, on that because I know you and I both have uh, some similar stories and how God has spoken to us. It's time to move, right? Or it's time to get going uh, in places, even in the same season where God was transitioning us to a new place. Uh, boy, you know, he spoke very clearly to us to tell us that change was coming. And I think this is why it's more like cold brew, because sometimes you can get excited about change coming. But then when some of the changes start coming, you realize change yeah. isn't always easy, right? No. It's not always pumpkin spice. And so you and I were called away from a place that we loved, a position that we loved, I should say, and our routines where we were comfortable. You know, we loved sitting next to each other at the table and doing all those mm -hmm. things. You know, it was time to move out and move on. Yeah. Oh gosh. I remember that's like three and a half years ago. Well, it was, it was in the summer three years ago for you and I, and, and we shared with each other through that, um, there was resistance deep inside. Like we really just loved, we loved our jobs. We loved mm -hmm. our locations, the, the relationships you pour into relationships over decades. And then when God says it's time to move and you can't bring everybody with you, Mm. Right. It just, it's hard when you really like where you were, but God is speaking and you, there's resistance inside. Absolutely. But I think that's really the cool thing about God is even, and, and we can liken it to Job in some ways, but even like he just still continues to call us. And I don't know uh, about you in uh, some of the ways that you particularly heard from him, but I'll tell you with me, it was like, I heard that still small voice. It was like, mm -hmm. God says, I knew what God said. And then it just got louder. And then I started seeing confirmations along the way. In fact, mm -hmm. Debbie, you and I still have a photo stream going on our yep. iPhones, right? Yep. Where we took pictures and uh, recorded the confirmations that God was speaking along the way, whether it was a scripture or a sermon that we had or, or dreams that he was giving us or songs or things we saw on our journey. Oh my goodness. I remember how many times I texted you and said, you are not going to believe That's what right. I just saw now. Right. But it was God's way of just constantly reminding us and urging us onward, right. That yeah. we weren't supposed to stay in the same place. It was time to move. I'm so glad we documented that too, because mm -hmm. just because you make the move and you step out where God is taking you doesn't always mean it makes sense right away. And, and now you've made the move. Like you can't go yeah. back yeah. and you start questioning yourself. Like, did I make this up? Right. You know, where you had somebody <laughs> else praying with you and you, sometimes you forget the small details of things that God is confirming yeah. in, your, in your, the way he's speaking to you. And it just means so much to know that I can go back and look at those journal entries and the pictures, the things that you and I documented along the way. That's where I take this podcast takes us. You know, sometimes when God is telling us to move, it's like not, it's not time to wait any longer. It's not time to hesitate or like resist and hold back. He's calling us 
He's making it clear. And I've, at this point, there's a fork in the road. I can either step out and obey him or at this point it's disobedience. You know, this is, this is past the period of grace where God is saying, well, let's just talk about it a little bit more. It's like now or never like you, Debbie, are you going to obey me and trust me right? or are you going to get stuck? And today, Laura, we're going to take a look um, at one little sliver in time of a great old Testament hero, Moses, where God got in his face and said, Moses, it is time to move. Yeah. And Debbie, as, as you really look at Moses's story, Um, we see that Moses had a very specific personality and the way that God communicated with him was specific to how God made him. And I think that's a key here as we look at our stories and at Moses's story, he knew how Moses heard best. He knew how Moses would respond. And so he spoke to him, he communicated to him in a way that was specific to how Moses would hear and respond according to the way, right, that God had purposed for him to move. And that is the way that he speaks to us. He might speak to you differently than he speaks to me because it's specific to how he created us to be. You know, we could say, if we're going to go along with the pumpkin spice, let's bring in the pumpkin cookies, right? This is not a cookie cutter approach. When God speaks to us, there are all different um, flavors or ways or shapes, we could say, that God speaks to us through. And God and Moses had a lot of dialogue because that's the way that Moses needed to communicate or God needed. God communicated with Moses so that Moses would get what he was saying. And if you you go back to the burning bush, man, there was so much dialogue going on there. But then you look into uh, Paul's story in the New Testament, and here's Paul. When God is telling him it's time to move, he just throws Paul off of a horse and blinds him. So you've got two (laughs) totally different approaches. I'm not seeing Paul as the kind of guy that's going to sit there and have dialogue with God. God had to come down on him with that blinding. And yet Moses, man, that, that throwing him off a horse and blinding him may have taken him out for the oh, rest yeah. of the years that he was supposed to be in ministry. So isn't God good? If he, he needed all those chapters and details, I think, yeah, Moses would have been long gone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, God knows exactly how he's wired you. And yeah. so he knows how to communicate with you because he has, he, he knows everything about you. So Moses, man, we got chapters and chapters about him. And and so what we're going to focus on again is just in chapter four, a little sliver of in Moses's life where God spends a lot of time investing in him and then gets in his face and says, Moses, it's time to move. So in chapter four, like what's happened up to this point, God has already been, uh, he's revealed himself to Moses in the burning bush and it's go back and go back and look at these chapters because the details, I think that's what you, you take for granted. Every, like what, you know, we all say we would like God to give us a little detailed plan and then I'll obey. Well, he mm-hmm. gave Moses the detailed plan and Moses was still dragging his feet. So he's given them details about this. I'm going to have you go back to Egypt. You're going to deliver um, Israel out of the cruel hand of Egypt Yes, it's the same Pharaoh that hunted you down and wanted to kill you. But here's what I want you to do in great detail. Man, I'm telling you, I'm putting myself in this situation (laughs) because I do think sometimes I'm one of those people that has to have a lot of dialogue with God in order to move on. But let's just put this in perspective, right? Moses had been hiding in the wilderness after fleeing for his life from Egypt. He had been in the wilderness for 40 years, Deb. And now he's told to go back to yeah. Egypt 
Yeah. He had, he had left Egypt. They knew who he was. Now they're going to see him coming back. And we know that he was fleeing for his life because he had killed somebody there in, in Egypt, let alone like, as if that wasn't enough for him to be scared to death, to go back to Egypt, he was going back to Pharaoh. And he was going to demand that Pharaoh release the slaves from captivity. There is so much to that. The relationship that Moses and Pharaoh would have had, the fact that Pharaoh depended on the slaves, man, this whole thing was like his worst nightmare. Yeah. And yet it was exactly what was commanded by God for this moment. And so when you read chapters three and four, it's just like conversation and dialogue. Again, I can hear myself, but God, but God, but God, what about this? You know, Uh but God gave details exactly who he was supposed to talk to. And he told him exactly what he was supposed to say. And still Moses answers back with more questions. And this conversation really, as we look through the word of God, it's repeated several times, this, this detailed conversation between God and Moses. Laura, have you ever done one of those personality studies called the DISC? D-I-S-C? I have not done the DISC. No. Okay. Uh-uh. So I remember on a retreat years ago, it was a married couples retreat. Um, my parents were actually leading it. They had us do that DISC personality um, it's a test. And really what comes out of it is what's your way of processing and communication, right? And so the C, the C person is the high detailed person, the list maker, the, Hmm. I'm going to cover all my bases by finding out every single detail before I can make a move. So they like to be safe and they like to make sure they don't make a mistake that's, that's who Moses was. You know, Moses was a high C person because, and God communicated with him that way, but there comes a point with high C people that you can experience paralysis by analysis. Like (laughs) I am waiting for so much detail. And there is always, if I wait just a little bit more, there'll be more detail that will come. Um, I cannot make a decision because I think there's more information to that's out there and I haven't gotten it yet. And there's a certain point where you're like enough. <laughs> and Absolutely. that's, that was, that was Moses's personality, that high C personality where he wants all the details. Yeah. And that's exactly what we see when God says to Moses, right? God says enough, Moses, it's time to move. We're going on. And in chapter four, uh, we come to the place where Moses has now seen signs and wonders and God has proven to him his presence and God has given him a detailed game plan. And, and I want to say in my story, I'd be like, okay, God, this is it. Like you have told me you're going to be there. You've given me the game plan. I've got the step-by-step, but Deb, isn't it amazing? I love what you just shared about the personality concept there. Cause he's like, yeah, but God, I got that. <laughs> I'm still not the right guy for the job. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're going to be there. You got a game plan, but still I I got the speech impediment, right? And he starts talking about all the reasons that he can't do this. And so I love this because what happens, Deb, God says, Says. (laughs) right? The Lord said to him, it says in verse 11 of chapter four, and this just makes me, honestly, some of the things make me laugh. Who has made man's mouth? right? Who has made man's mouth? I gave you the mouth. I made the mouth. I'm in control of what the mouth's going to do. And then he goes on to say, who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Like, that's what God says. I made your mouth. I told you to speak. It's going to happen. And then God says in verse 12, now, therefore go 
Mm. And I will be your mouth and teach you what to speak. But Moses has another comeback. Oh, Mm -hmm. Lord, please help. Please send somebody else. And then the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. Like God had had enough. And I, you know, God is patient. God is very, very patient. God's anger is kindled against Moses. But what does he say? All right, look, I'm already sending Aaron, your brother, to meet you. He's already got it in the works. And yet Moses is like, ah, oh, what do I have to choose? This is the, mm. um, this is the point where he's got to make a decision. Mm, mm. I love that because, you know, it was finally at this point. I mean, God now says, I have a plan. I have my presence. I've got a person coming alongside you, right? What else could you want? And it's finally at this point that Moses makes the move to go, right? He decides to move and return to Egypt. And we know the rest of the story. There's deliverance for God's people from Egypt and this truly powerful story of how God brought his people to himself in a desert place. This is the story that goes on and on and on throughout the word that the people, the Jewish people still speak about today. And still we do too, right? That's in our worship songs. It's in the passages that we read. And when Moses uh, gets to this point where he's moved the way God told him to move, he's followed God. Uh, he actually becomes the most powerful prophet of God listed in the word. Listen to this in Deuteronomy 34, 10 to 12. And this is, this is huge. It says, there has not arisen a prophet since in Israel, like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face, None like him for all the signs and the wonders that the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all his servants, to all his land, and for all the mighty power and all the great deeds of terror that Moses did in the sight of Israel. What a powerful um, testimony. I mean, it doesn't say, but yeah, he also had a speech impediment, but he got through Mm -hmm. that. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't come up again. It was Mm -hmm. the first time he uses that excuse. And yet for a man that could shout out over the nation of Israel and speak for the father, speak for God. If, did he still have a speech impediment? I don't know. It, it didn't say he got healed of it, but the power and the authority that he was speaking for God overcame whatever was tripping him up in terms of his language, his words. God knew, God knew that Moses was going to become this powerful leader. And I think of, I think of ourselves, you know, what are our excuses that we get so tripped up on, but when we step out in obedience, they don't become the big issue anymore for us. Mm. I'm, gl- I'm glad that Moses had Aaron to help him. I- I'm glad that you are here to help me, you know, in my <laughs> journey, but, but it's different. Moses was able to speak. Amen. You know, and I think that's a really cool point there, Debbie, because for their journey through the wilderness, uh, Aaron did link arms with Moses and speak for him in the beginning there when he was up against uh, Pharaoh and whatnot. But over the years, we see Moses um, with each step of obedience, gaining confidence in who God had created him to be. And as he gained his confidence, his voice became stronger. And then what happened, the people of Israel listened to him. And I think it all comes back to the fact that it's all because he moved. He listened to God. And when you know the presence of God is there and he's got a plan for your life, and he always gives us people to walk on the journey with, the more time we obey and step into that presence with him, we recognize we are more confident in what he has for us to do. But it has to start out with us taking that first step and moving when God tells us to. 
But God was so gracious to Moses and all of his thousands of questions uh, and comebacks. But there was just a place where he had to move. And, you know, just think like what would have happened had Moses said no, or if he failed to obey after he said yes. That would have been a totally different story, different ending. And they certainly wouldn't have written that about him in Deuteronomy Mm. 34. Yep. You know, he had so much potential, but he didn't make it. (laughs) But Laura, you know, I, I, I think about this, I think let's wrap up this podcast with two personal reflections because God has spoken clearly to both of us. Um, at the same time, it's kind of funny how that happens a lot about moving in our own lives. Back in uh, 1998, God began to place a dream uh, in my heart that felt way, way too big for me. I was a mom of a five-year-old and a two-year-old. And what I was trying to accomplish in a day, which might've been like a shower, you know, and working and raising kids, it just didn't seem like it was the right fit. Um, but God was like, it's, it's in your future, it's coming, but it's not right now, but I want you to allow me to do work in your heart to prepare you for it. Um, but one of the challenges with what he planned in my heart, it was going to put me in positions where I would really struggle more with what people thought about me. You know, you stick your neck out there a little bit more as a leader and people have more of you to throw things at. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, a, it was a challenge. It was like, I don't think I want to do that God, because I'm going to disappoint people. What if I fail? What if I let them down? So years go by. And three years ago, when I retired as a physical therapist, and then, you know, you and I both stepped off of our positions as pastors at our church, and both of us launched um, ministries, right? Speaking ministries and teaching Bible study ministry. And I was nervous about it. I was excited, but I was nervous because it was still leaving a comfort zone. And I was also leaving a career that I loved and a place at a church that I loved. It's still my church family, but God just kept saying, it's time to pull your tent pegs up and do a very different thing. So like you shared earlier, I started to ask God for confirmations and, and man, his words started leaping off the page in new ways. Um, I started getting, uh, I'm going to say random is the wrong word, but you know, when somebody sends you a card and says, I just been thinking about you and God put this on my heart to share with you. And it also had a picture on there that was really connecting with me. There were, I just documented it. So many like specific confirmations in my journal that God was giving me details because anytime you make a move, it doesn't just impact you. It impacts the people around you and you care about the people. You know, we've all been in positions where somebody has left and there's gaps, there's holes, there's, there's grief. And I didn't want to be the cause of that unless I was absolutely sure that mm-hmm. God was calling me and he graciously gave them to me. And I shared them with you, I shared them with my family. But as I was reflecting on that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I sound like Moses, you know, <laughs> I sound like Moses. I'm not a high C person, but at that time, that documentation really made a lot of sense to me. So now let's push forward three years later. I'm so grateful. Like he just Mm. knew Mm. how he made me. He knew, he even knew how this would pan out with a, throw a pandemic in there. Yeah. Right. How God used a pandemic to, oh my gosh, the pandemic launched podcasts for us as opposed to teaching uh, side by side, you know, at a conference. And so 
I'm just, I'm, I'm overwhelmed, Laura, because the dream that he planted in my heart in 98, I'm walking that out now. And it's not terrorizing like it was to me in, in 98. He's, he said, all right, W, you make the move. And man, he showed up. He just showed up and reminded me that he's in it and that um, it's just part of his plan. Absolutely. Now, Deb, it's such a joy. It's such a joy for me to see what God said to you all of those years ago and to have walked this journey and see where God has you now and what God is still saying to you. And so I love that so much. I'm so grateful to um, have been you know, by your side through so much of this is exciting. And I laughed uh, almost out loud when you started talking about the fact that you were Moses, because I was like, okay, if you're Moses, I'm Paul. Because like, literally, I feel like in my story, <laughs> while there definitely was some communication going back and forth between me and God, uh, I literally had to be thrown off of a horse. I mean, that's just the way it was to get me to obey and do what God was calling me to do. And you know, I've shared parts of my story before too. I remember it was the same January, Deb, that we were both um, in my office at the church. And you said to me, um, God gave me a word for this year and it's transition. And I had just written in my, my journal a couple of days before that, that, uh, you know, God had given me the word transition too. And I remember going, oh my goodness, <laughs> this is huge. Yeah. But it was January, yeah, right? And, it was early. and like, yeah. And in my mind, I, as I'm journaling, I know what this transition is going to be. I know where I think I'm going. I know what my, my next part of my story is. And, um, it wasn't very long after that. Well, it was probably a couple months when, uh, my husband, uh, told me that the Lord had told him that we would be moving to Franklin, Tennessee, that God had dropped <laughs> that on his heart. And, uh -huh. and I literally, this is Paul getting knocked off the horse and, um, embarrassed to say this. I literally said, you can go and I'll visit. I, I literally said that to my I husband. I was like, totally picture that. <laughs> and you know what Dan said? He's like, all right, I'll see you there. Because <laughs> he was going <laughs> to obey. He was going to obey what God said. And yeah. he knew that I was playing around. And so um, it wasn't until I really got to the place where I knew what God was saying. He was transitioning to me. I, you know, I think it really comes down to with me, Deb, I didn't trust him with the next because I yeah. liked the present mm -hmm. so much. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand how, if this is the present God, what could you be moving me into next? Because I'm so fulfilled and satisfied in the place where I am. But the more that God um, knocked me off the horse, the more that I realized I really had no choice. Like if I wanted to sleep at night or eat again, that I, I needed to obey the Lord. And so that's really where I started to move into that obedience piece. And I remember, quick side note here, you and, you and uh, me standing at the bank one day as I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do. And right, the lady, <laughs> yeah, the lady at the bank, we, we do all this business together uh -huh. at the bank. Um, the lady at the bank gives us her card and we turn it over and it's Mrs. Franklin, right? We just busted uh, up. Uh, like, okay, okay. Okay. So we took a picture of that, tucked it away. And then from there, I went to go get my hair done. And there was this great big clock behind um, the lady who was uh, checking people in. And I looked up and in large print on the clock, it said, Franklin. And so I was like, Oh my goodness, I can't even leave the house anymore. Like it's everywhere I turn, I'm getting knocked off the horse, but it really wasn't until I was at a worship night and I was actually leading uh, worship. And there was a, a quiet moment and somebody came up to the mic and literally said, um, there's somebody in this room that God's been telling you it's time to move on. You got to go and you're being disobedient. 
-hmm. and and you're not going to walk in the blessing if you don't let go and move on. And I was like, oh, all right, it's me. It's me. <laughs> like the Jonah moment. It's me. Yeah. And so yeah. I, that was God said that was done. And that's when I was like, all right, God, I'm going to move. I'm going to go. And so I really, I, I'm grateful for the story too. And Debbie, honestly, I look back and the way that I've had to learn to trust God in the past three years, I would not trade where I am right now to go back for, for anything that no. I can think of trading something no. for. I'm so peaceful and thankful and fulfilled in what God is doing in my story now. And, um, it's taught me next time, right. To just stay on the horse and do the thing that God told me to do. (laughs) I'll remind you, you said that (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to listen to this again. (laughs) Should it come up again, but I'm so grateful for the way he does speak, right? God speaks. And so next week, we're going to continue with some of the things that God says. Uh, it's one thing for God to tell us to go, but then after we make that decision to go, we've got to stay in step with him. So the next thing that, that God's going to say that we're going to talk about next week is, right, stay in step with me. Stay in step with me. And so that's where we're going to be going. Looking forward to seeing you there. Uh, thanks for being a part of this today. We'd love to hear your story, too. If you want to write in your story, we would love to read that and see what God's done for you, too. We are beyondwomensconference at gmail.com. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Have a great week and God bless you. Thanks, everybody. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.